I'm Michael Dunn, and you're listening to Oregon Rainmakers on KLCC. My guest today is Aviva Stewart, Director of Sales and Marketing for Eugene Magazine. While the magazine is named for Eugene, Stewart is passionate that it represents and reflects our entire community. Aviva Stewart, the Director of Sales and Marketing with Eugene Magazine, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Boy, how'd you get into this crazy business of magazines? Talk about your career. Um, most of my background had been in two places, both retail, mm-hmm. um, sales, and also um, small business management. Mm. Um, I was pregnant with my second child mm-hmm. and just needed a small job, office job, um, and came in and started off literally 12 hours a week doing bookkeeping and um, different office tasks. Okay. And um, I've been there now, it'll be 12 years in October. Wow, wow. What do you like most about it? Honestly, the thing I love most is the people that I work with. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's a nice environment. But but I imagine, you know, and, and we'll get into this because I think a lot of people, you know, understand what a magazine is, but probably don't have a lot of idea of, of what goes on behind the scenes. Maybe talk a little bit about your role, but then also how it fits into putting on a magazine, you know, what, 12 times a year, right? Once a month, right? We, or, nope, we're oh, actually quarterly. Quarterly, par- so we pardon me, four yes. four times a year. We're okay. pretty seasonal. We're yeah, kind of like a fall, exactly, winter, exactly. spring, and summer. Yeah. Um, there are so many different things. I think one of the things people would be most surprised about is how few of us actually work <laughs> there to make this happen. Yeah. Um, we all wear a lot of hats, and I think that's one of the things that works well about what we do. Um, everyone who I work with has been in the magazine industry for quite some time. Okay. So I walked in with a lot of p- experienced people to learn from, yeah. which was really exciting. Um yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, you, I want to touch on something. You know, 20, 30 years ago, there might have been 100 people at a magazine or something like that. Talk a little bit about why it, it is a kind of a, um, a very lean staff, because I imagine technology allows you to do stuff that used to take a lot more hands and eyes, right? Absolutely. So we have a couple really basic um, positions. So there's the editor, and mm-hmm. she deals with all the content. Um, she creates that content with the help of all of the staff. We all kind of contribute. Mm-hmm. And then she assigns the stories out. And then once the magazine is in production, she really steps in and makes sure that every word looks right and all the things are correct. Sure, sure. Then we have a designer. She's amazing. Um, she is very experienced. She um, designs for several publications. Mm. It's really exciting that we get to have her. And um, so obviously her design start her, you know, job starts with production. So yep. when we start to go into production, she'll make a um, PDF of like what the skeleton of the book looks like. And then every few days we get another PDF with a few more articles done or a few more things. Um, and so she's really, you know, integrated all the way up until we what we call upload, which is when we send the magazine to the printer. Okay. Um, so the designers are all, all the way involved with that. And then um, there are two of us that do sales. Um, and we also do a lot of other things. So we contribute to the editorial and what happens there. Mm. Um, we do have an opinion and, and it get to experience some of the design element. Um, sure. Then obviously we sell the ads and we are, you know, the face of the company and the ability to be able to, you know, reach out and work with the community directly. Sure, sure. Before I get to sort of the sales aspect, and, yeah. and, and obviously that's very important. That keeps the lights on and everything and keeps the, uh, the presses rolling. But talk a little bit about that sort of collaborative nature. You talked about you all wear many hats talk about you know four times a year seasonality but i mean i imagine you know and and a lot of people don't know i imagine you have to plan you know two or three issues in advance talk about kind of from sort of spitballing ideas to how it gets to become 
a magazine. That's exactly correct how you said it. It starts with spitballing ideas. Um, we try to make an outline of about four issues ahead. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have very specific content for those four issues. Um, the World Championships were coming. We sure. knew two years ahead of time that that was going to be the theme of our summer issue. Mm -hmm. um, we do a top docs issue. So when we place that in, we know that those themes are very specific. Mm -hmm. So we plan about a year out. And then as it gets closer to each magazine, we kind of start to fine tune that process. Okay. Um, we had a meeting today about finalizing winter. So all of winter's content was there. We knew what we were doing. And today was like everything good, finalizing everything. And from here forward, the editor will take that finalization and go start to assign stories. Okay. So that's the first step of the process is, you know, all that brainstorming and then kind of fine tuning as we get closer to each one. Mm -hmm. And then as we get to each one, we literally just uploaded our fall issue on Thursday. We, you know, Monday, Tuesday morning, we are, you know, already diving right into winter, which sure. was already 95% done. <laughs> it was just a finalization process. Yeah, to talk a little bit about, I love this, the, you know, okay, I'm here at KLCC, we're a daily news operation, you know, we kind of, you know, we exist from hour to hour, especially with news, and then I have a show that also goes weekly, and then the podcast goes weekly, so it's easy to kind of, you know, well, this is happening now, and so what's it like sort of just, just from a mental, you know, kind of standpoint to be projecting so far in advance? I, obviously, the seasons help you a little bit, but it must be kind of like both... Uh, uh, kind of liberating, but also almost maybe even scary knowing, boy, you know, how are we going to think, you know, uh, uh, four quarters in advance on what good content is going to be? Um, I think it's a process. I think we try to make our general magazine for each issue theme ahead, ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then we have areas within the magazine that we're able to be a little bit more um, time focused. Mm -hmm. So um, some of our smaller sections are able to be something that's more time, you know, relevant. Sure, sure. Um, because we're not newsy and we're lifestyle. <laughs> that makes what you're asking sure. for much, much easier. Because sure. I know that people are going to want to see a beautiful home no matter what season it is. <laughs> and we just have to find sure. that home. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I know that people are really going to enjoy probably something on backyard um, outside space living in the summertime mm -hmm. so so like you said seasonally some of those things fall in and then sometimes we get to that final meeting like we did today mm -hmm. and we decide something really awesome is happening and we'll change things out yeah um so we keep it framework there mm -hmm. and then we are able to adjust as we get close to each issue okay okay you know in many ways a lifestyle magazine for the, that that's named for you a region a municipality or whatnot you're kind of tastemakers i mean some of what you do is is to both celebrate the community as it is but also it's kind of forward looking like you're going to be talking about or you're going to be writing about trends that you want people to know about what's that like it's exciting, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, uh, our current issue that just went to press is our fall issue, and we um, are featuring both the YMCA mm -hmm. and the Civic area, um, yeah. Kids Sports. Yeah. And I don't know if you know, but the YMCA is looking to open their new building yeah. about the first week of December. So yeah. we have decided to step that up a little early. So what's exciting is you're going to be able to read all about what the Y is going to happen, what's going to be there yeah. up until right as they open, and then our next issue comes out at that same time. Yeah. Um, so it is really exciting to be able to share things with the community. I agree. It's a balance of here's the awesome things that we already all know about our community and mm -hmm. here's the things you might not know about our community. Yeah. Um, and having that content, someone told me one day, we highlight the best of our community in our yeah. magazine. Yeah. And I think that that's really exciting that we get to help choose what that is that we think people may be interested in. Sure, sure. And, you know, how, how the media ecosystem sometimes works is that, you know, 
KZI, us, the Registered Guard, they're going to pick up the magazine and go, hmm, you know, this could be a foundational content that we might want to, you know, explore as well. So you're kind of, in some ways, you kind of set the table sometimes for, for how coverage is going to go. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I do think we definitely have a, a a foot going forward as far as, you know, a tap into the community of what we feel like is interesting content. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, I mean, the most important thing is our content, honestly. Sure, and then sure. um, the beauty of our magazine. One thing yeah. that you know about Eugene Magazine is that it's going to have gorgeous pictures. Yeah. So it's going to look really beautiful. Um, and I think that those things stand out to people no matter what we cover. They know those things are going to be consistent. Yeah. Speaking of the sort of the brainstorming and the creative content, and this may be a difficult question, so I apologize in advance. What's harder to determine, you know, how you're going to build a magazine around an image or a story? Because obviously pictures are incredibly important to what you do. And I know you just said content is key, but gosh, you know what? I mean, images are, (laughs) if there's a 1A and a 1B, it might be it. Absolutely. The images are just as important as the content because so many people are so visual. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that we do is, like I said, we kind of create this content usually editorially based first. And then what happens as part of the process is when our designer gets the images that go along with that story, she's going to be, hey guys, I need more space. There's amazing photos. Or you know what? This one just didn't have really strong images or maybe the interview was a little shorter than we thought. So let's go ahead and make it a little smaller. So I call it, we kind of have a breathing room once we start production, Mm -hmm. um, depending on what we get in as far as visual goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to ask, and I know that this is up to the editor eventually, but can you give us just a, a little a little idea of maybe even the pain that goes through, ah, oh, we have to cut this article or this image isn't going to work. I mean, you know, sometimes probably the hardest thing I imagine at a magazine is not necessarily what to put in, but sometimes what to leave out. It's a, it's a balance of both. Okay. Um, I think it has to do with a few different things as far as what goes in. We had an article come in and it just wasn't that strong. We hmm. placed it into the book. I read it through when I got a you know a, a PDF of the magazine, and we just didn't feel like it was strong enough um, after it was already written. So okay. we decided to pull it. Um, sometimes it has to do with a space issue. Again, some stories need a lot more room, and maybe something can be saved for another art for another issue, um, especially if it's not seasonally themed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do that sometimes, and it is hard to decide, you know, what to cut. We 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 try not to cut anything. We try to save it for something else or put it online. Got it. Um, because most of the content that we curate is phenomenal, and um, we want to be able to share that on whatever platform, even if it doesn't end up in the print version. Um, a lot of times, too, what we'll do is if there's something extra that we'd like to add on, we'll extend the story into digital. So you can find that on our newsletter and our website, a bigger version of the story that maybe we made a little smaller. Sure. Depending sure, on sure. what we needed to do. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, let's take our let's take a break. We're talking to Aviva Stewart. She's the director of sales and marketing with Eugene Magazine. We'll be right back. I'm Barbara Dillon, back host of KLCC's Oregon Grapevine. Jerry Rust was a Lane County commissioner, founder of the Hodads, and former gubernatorial candidate. He helped save many of the the region's iconic covered bridges. I realized early on that we had 25 covered bridges out of the state's 50, and they weren't getting very well taken care of. I made that a mission to rescue a few of them. Jerry Rust on KLCC's Oregon Grapevine at klcc.org. We're back talking to Aviva Stewart. She's the director of sales and marketing for uh, Eugene's own Eugene Magazine. Um, Gosh, you know, 
sales is, is obviously is very important. Talk a little bit about kind of your philosophy in sales and, and sort of what are a lot of your clients looking for? Because obviously, you know, advertising dollars can sometimes be limited. Choices have to be made. Why do they pick Eugene Magazine? Um, I encourage our clients to pick Eugene Magazine because of the audience we provide. I work really hard to make sure that eyeballs are on their ad. That's mm -hmm. the most important thing. If I don't have that to stand on, then what, I, what am I selling their ad for, right? Sure. So our audience and creating that audience, whether that's a digital platform mm -hmm. and we have a digital copy of our magazine and um, we send that out through our newsletter and to a lot of different, you know, emails um, in our in Lane County. And then the other thing is, you know, just our distribution. Where does this go? Who's going to see it? One of the things I hear the most about Eugene Magazine, oh, I see that in a ton of lobbies all over doctor's offices. Sure. That's actually a very targeted process. Um, you'd think that, oh, they just randomly end up there. They do not. Um, that is a huge part of our distribution. Those magazines are complementary to those lobbies because I want to be able to ensure to my clients that are buying ads that people are seeing their the, their ads. Yeah, and that's the yeah. most important part is to expose their business to our audience. Sure, sure. And while you exist in both median, mediums, obviously, you know, a magazine is still very much a tactile, you know, uh, it's an experience. I mean, we all are so used to digesting content online, but obviously a magazine is something different. It's probably, you know, oh, I'm going to reserve time to read the magazine. You know, how does that kind of factor into when you're selling ads is, 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 is there's a certain amount of, I guess, uh, you know, longevity to the ad that may not exist if it's a, a native ad or something like that on CNN or something or the Register Guard even. Absolutely. I think one of the things that I hear the most is the residualness of the ads. You can mm -hmm. see a magazine from five years ago, yeah. two years ago, literally physically somewhere, somebody's house, you know, in their bathroom, in the uh, somebody's living room, those sorts of things. So I think the longevity of the product is also another great thing that our advertisers are looking for, mm -hmm. which you only find in the print and not in the digital. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of people come to us and like, well, we don't want to be in print. Well, you know, you, we have a digital version of our magazine. It's exact copy. Sure. Um, obviously, we have, you know, digital sales options. You can put an ad on our website and those mm -hmm. sorts of things. Um, but you'd be surprised how many people really understand that people are still touching magazines all the time. Yeah, yeah. Especially as a lifestyle magazine. I mean, obviously, and I know that like, you know, homes and things like that where people don't necessarily want to just click for two seconds and then move on to something else. If you have some just gorgeous kitchen or something like that, people are going to spend a lot of time looking at that. Yeah. And honestly, even if our digital copy feels really organic, it literally flips the pages as you click yeah, on it. Yeah. And I love that part about it. So it gives you a little bit of that magazine feel. Um, the great other advantage to our digital copy also is that it provides links. Yeah. So now we've got this new great thing that I can say, hey, not only before did you have a physical magazine to touch, but if you purchase an ad, we always put some sort of website or link to your Facebook page or whatever it is you quest. So when you're on the digital copy, you can literally just touch on somebody's ad and go directly to where they want you to be. Nice. And that's an extra perk that we created through sure. COVID when we created this digital copy. Sure. Well, it, like you said, you've been there for uh, over a decade, 12 years. You know, that has been kind of, uh, it's, it's interesting in that time period because that has seen a real evolution in online content. Maybe take us through, because I imagine there were a lot of things you sort of tried, some worked, some didn't. Maybe talk about how, how you've gotten to the point where you, you know, obviously I imagine the main thrust is still the physical magazine, but the online really accentuates that. I think they complement each other. Okay. And I think that's what's great about them. Um, so when I first started working for Eugene Magazine, we had a very simple, basic website, which was fine 12 years ago. Sure. A few years into that, we realized we were a little behind the times and we needed to update and we created an 
amazing um, platform and outline for our website. And it's been really successful. Um, and then, you know, then we started web ads and then we opened up to a newsletter. So it's really been a very much a progression mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, when, you know, things really shut down, we decided that, you know, we really needed to give that digital copy its, its opportunity to shine. And it has made a huge difference in the amount of people that we're able to touch through that because a lot of people aren't going to pick up a physical copy anymore or they were in their homes and they weren't going to doctor's sure. offices in some of those places they see them. So now being able to go directly to, you know, people's email and they're able to sign up to be able to get that digital copy, um, I think has expanded our um, audience. But I also think, I know, it has expanded our target market. So hmm. before, when I first started working there, our target audience was probably between, you know, 45 to 55 to like 65 to 75. Okay. And now our target audience has kept, we've kept those people okay. and we've been able to add in a younger demographic to that. And okay. I think that that's part of that evolution of adding in the digital components as we went. Sure, sure. And also, I mean, obviously, I think, you know, I've heard in different industries, including, you know, record industry and so on and so forth, there, there, there's a bit of a bit of a rebound, like this idea of even millennials and stuff enjoying physical reading and that, you know, a magazine would obviously lend itself to that. And and plus, you know, they're starting to become homeowners. And so they want to be able to see something and really kind of digest it. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. People almost don't want to be digital as much anymore. You know what I mean? There's a new generation that's a little anti um, digital. And I love that they're, Mm -hmm. they want to pick up that print magazine and that re brings back things like records and print that maybe have faded in some ways, but still held their own. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a generation coming back. Back to some of those things that we find a classic yeah um, and now we're you know very much attached to our phones and all those things digitally there's a generation coming that is saying no we don't want to be as attached digitally and that is fantastic yeah yeah you talked about your expanding audience and, and I'm also thinking too okay you're named Eugene magazine but it's not just for people living in the city of Eugene, isn't it? And so how do you kind of balance that? How do you sort of draw that out so that people feel like, no, they're still speaking to me even though I'm in Springfield or someplace else? Yeah. Um, you know, the title of our magazine is Eugene Magazine, um, but at the top of our, you know, cover, it says Lane County's Lifestyle Magazine. And I 100% believe we are a Lane County magazine. Mm-hmm. I wish we could change the name. But, <laughs> you know, then people wouldn't know what's Lane sure, County. People sure. know Eugene. You know, trust me, I've asked. <laughs> um, I'm very dedicated to Springfield, Oak Ridge, Cottage Grove, Junction City, all of those people are still in our scope, um, whether those are advertisers, audience members, or content uh, contributors. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to say that we are 100% a Lane County magazine. Anyone who knows us knows that we are you know, very involved in Springfield, and, and if anything, it should be called Eugene Springfield Lane County. <laughs> <laughs> it should be tough to fit it all on the map. Yeah, we can't fit it all, and people know Eugene magazine. Yeah, they know Eugene, yeah. so um, you know that's where we have to stay, but I 100% agree we are definitely covering Lane Lane County, both content-wise, audience-wise, and advertisements. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're a middle-sized city, a middle-sized market, um, but so much is going on here. But my my question is kind of just just to that, this idea of representing the entire market. I, I think there's... And I've talked to people who are excited about middle-sized cities that, that, that in many ways, you know, it's not just, oh, you're kind of also rands. We're really kind of, we have our ability to really become not just newsmakers, but tastemakers, but, but really kind of driving a conversation for a, a lot of the state. 
Eugene's a really cool city. Eugene, Springfield, Lane County. This yeah. area is amazing. Um, and, you know, I have people that come to visit and they're excited to go do the things that we have to do here. And I think that's a big part of it, that we, we do have a lot of cool, we have great food. Mm-hmm. We have amazing arts here. Yeah. Um, our homes and architectural is beautiful. So we have all these really neat things. We're a very eclectic town. Sure. Um, and I think that that's really helps us to have a great broad spectrum of um, content mm-hmm. because we do have so many neat things that we are able to share in this area. Yeah. And eclectic's a great word because obviously, and and there is a lot of media that sort of covers the the the, the idiosyncrasies of of our community, and and sure we can be sometimes termed a bit weird and this that and the other thing. But you know, boy, a growing state, a growing community with a vibrant tech sector, with a, a you know world class university, you know, it, it really you know I imagine that content has really evolved for you over this past decade or so in terms of you know the people that you're writing for. But also just the fact that, you know, there's so much that is very organically happening here. We have a great magazine because of all that stuff that's organically happening here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that makes a big difference in what we're able to cover. We do recover some things sometimes. Mm -hmm. But the fact that after, you know, 17 years as a publication that we are able to keep the content fresh and most of the time not repeat things that we've done before. Mm -hmm. And if we do repeat it, it's because it has a new twist or something exciting has happened in that industry or whatever it may be. Um, So I think that that's really exciting to say about our town that we've had enough content Mm -hmm. over 17 years. to be able to show Eugene and Lane County what a great things we have to offer as a community. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of my last question for you is sort of, you know, maybe if you, if you can, you know, either if there's a feature you're really excited about or if there's something kind of new coming down the pike. Obviously, you've evolved the online uh, I- interface a great deal over the past decade or so. What's next? Content wise, we have some exciting things coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we are working on the YMCA story will be coming out, which yep. I think is going to be really fun, especially pre actually opening. I sure. think a lot of people are going to cover it once it opens, but we're going to give you that first look before it does. Yeah. Um, another really popular issue that we have coming out um, is our Top Docs issue in spring. Mm-hmm. We put it out about every two years ish, and um, it is something pretty coveted in our community. We sure. have people call constantly to try to get a copy of it. It is a listing of you know doctors and dentists in yeah. our community, and people utilize that as a resource. Um, so that's one of my favorite issues to put together because I feel like it's a incredibly helpful to the community we're giving a service by being able to say hey you know what you need to go look into a heart specialist here's the list of the best and the way that that list is compiled is pretty unique i don't know if people know but it's actually completed by a survey of only doctors and dentists Hmm. so we send them the survey and they choose from the best in all the industries of their peers it's not joe schmo saying this guy's great it's other doctors and i think there's something really powerful about that um, which is always really exciting to be able to publish that one Mm -hmm. um yeah. Yeah. Well, that's 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 very exciting, and obviously, you know, it's a great resource for our community. And I, I, I love that you you teed that up because obviously, it is something. I mean, it, we have so many choices in our world today, and and to have an authoritative voice to be able to say, oh, well, here we've 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 done some of this work for you, which is really important. That's what I think it is. I think we've done the work so that people can easily access information they need. And I think that's in general what Eugene Magazine is trying to do. This is just a very specific niche of that. But that is what we're trying to do is access information and be able to share it with our audience. Make that information engaging enough to include the advertisements so that those people are getting seen by their, our audience 
audience and hopefully increasing small businesses in our community. I mean, that's honestly, when you talk about sales, I that's my main goal is to yeah. help businesses in our community be seen by our audience. Um, and I think that with that tone, it's different than like, hey, buy an ad. It's sure. like, hey, I've got something to offer. Yeah. I've got all these eyeballs to give you for your you know advertisement. I'd love to be able to help you to do that if we've got what you, know, you need. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's one of the most satisfying parts of my job is being able to help businesses be able to be seen in our community, whether that's through editorial or ads. Good enough, good enough. Well, Aviva Stewart, who is the Director of Sales and Marketing for Eugene's, Eugene, <laughs> Eugene Springfield Lane County's Eugene Magazine, thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you so much. That was our conversation with Aviva Stewart of Eugene Magazine. Stewart and her colleagues believe that a lifestyle magazine still plays a very important role in providing a community with character and sense of place. This has been the Oregon Rainmakers podcast on KLCC. I'm Michael Dunn, your host. Thanks for listening.